Hey everyone, what's going on? You're listening to Sweet Talk with Alisa podcast and it's yours truly, Alisa. I hope everyone is doing well. I know I've been a little MIA from the podcast for about a couple weeks now, but I'm going to explain to you why. So sit back, relax, and let's get this show started. Where do I begin? So for the past week, it's been very, very stressful for me because I had to prepare myself along with my son for our big move. I had exactly one week to move out from my old place into the new and I've never experienced a move like this ever in my life to be so rushed and happened out of nowhere like I just got a letter in the mail saying hey you know we have a place for you um call the office so we can set up an appointment and I called the office that following Monday I received the letter that Sunday actually because I didn't go out that Saturday before because Saturday I think it was raining and then I checked the mail Sunday and that's when I found out a new place awaits for me. <laughs> so Monday I called, they told me to call back the following day because um, the person to speak to wasn't there. I called back the following day, which was a Tuesday and they wanted me to go in that Wednesday, but my son had a doctor's appointment, so I wasn't able to go. So I said, can I come in Friday morning? So they said, yes, come in at Friday at nine o'clock. I said, perfect, because my son was in school by 8.30. So good timing. My mom went with me to the appointment to check out the new place. And it had more bedrooms. Um, was slightly much bigger than the old place. But the neighborhood was completely different from the old one. And it was much quieter. It looked much cleaner. There's a park literally at the end of the block. And there's a big school, you know, there's a lot of houses and built, you know, apartment buildings and stuff like that. The only thing is there's no train station nearby. You would have to take a bus to the local train station and um, the stores and supermarkets, you know, you have to walk a bit. So, um, I mean, it's not a problem for me anyway, because, you know, if it's one of those days where I'm not feeling good, I'm having like major back pain and I have to get groceries, I'll just Uber pull it to the supermarket and then take a regular Uber back home. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, yeah, so once I said I'll take the place, I was told I had to make the payment for the security deposit and the first month's rent within seven days. And um, I went that following Monday, made the payment, and then I had to move out that Friday. So exactly a week after seeing the new place, I had to move out of the old place. So, um, you know, I hired movers. I originally wanted to move on a weekend because I figured I would get more help. But um, 
you know, I couldn't. So I ended up hiring a moving company. And let me tell you, this moving company, and my mom was looking at these movers, like seeing how they were preparing to load things into the truck. So I have furniture and I have some furniture made out of wood, made out of glass. And, you know, these movers, they didn't want to wrap up the furniture that was made out of wood. And my mom was looking at them and, you know, she ended up telling them something. She was like, you guys should be wrapping that up. That's furniture. And my mom was telling me, she's like, I ain't no mover. I'm not getting paid for this, but they are. They should be wrapping everything up. And I was so heated. You guys don't even know. So over the summer, I had purchased my first makeup vanity. And um, one of the movers, he didn't wrap up the vanity. He just carried it out to load into the truck. So next thing you know, um, he comes looking for me and he says, oh, miss, um, I just wanted to show you that the mirror had broke. I looked and said, what? This vanity is not even six months old. I had it for literally maybe two to three months tops. And for him to say the mirror broke, he was saying that it moved or something and it broke. My dude, like, this is a brand new vanity. I've been taking care of it. It was your fault that it broke. I didn't tell him this. I just told him, just toss it out. It makes no sense to put it onto the truck to move. And then he tells me that he would have to pay to replace it. And then I'm wondering, like, how long is it going to take to replace this mirror? You know what I mean? I'm not going to have this vanity moved into my new place with a broken mirror. You know, like, how long I have to wait to get it replaced? So when I showed my mom and told her what happened, she was like, it makes no sense. He's supposed to wrap that furniture. Why he didn't wrap it? So when they were taking apart my bed, she was telling the movers, can you please wrap up the bed? And it's common sense. Any furniture you're moving, you should be wrapping it up. You know what I mean? So, you know, after everything was moved out of my old place, me and my mom took an Uber to the new place. And we were waiting like almost 30 minutes for the movers. I'm like, they left before we did. You know what I'm saying? So how is it we got here before the movers did? I ended up calling the moving company to find out what's the delay. And the person who answered the phone tells me, oh, they're like 15 minutes away. And I'm like, listen, I have to go to my son's school to pick him up. But my mom's going to be at the place waiting for the movers to bring in the furniture and everything else. So um, I ended up leaving to go to my son's school. And shortly right after I left, the movers arrived. So I'm telling, you know, one of the movers that, listen, I have to go to my son's school to pick him up. I'll be back in like 10 to 15 minutes. My mom's waiting inside for you guys to bring in my things. And they're like, okay. So um, I go to my son's school. And this was funny. Um, so his teachers, you know, knew that we were moving. And uh, I go to the cafeteria. They're telling me, oh, yeah, you know, your son's in the cafeteria having lunch. And I'm looking at the time. Like, He's having lunch after one o'clock. That's kind of late for a third grader. You know, usually third graders have lunch around 1130, 12, but one o'clock. That's kind of cutting it close to dismissal. So um, I saw one of my son's um, one to one paras from last year when he was in the second grade. 
And she waved at me. I said, oh, I'm looking for my son. And she points to where he was at. So then I'm like, okay, I walk over to the table where you're sitting at. He's sitting with his classmates and, you know, the classroom paras. And, um, you know, he's having his lunch and he's not even paying mind that I'm standing there. So I sneak up behind him and I lean towards his ear and I say hi. And he turns around and looks at me in shock like, wait, what are you doing here? It was my first time visiting the cafeteria at, at his school. So um, I was talking to him and he was looking at me and then he started to have a little tantrum. So, um, you know, when he kind of breaks out of routine, you know, my son is autistic. He tends to get upset. So he's looking at me like, why is mommy here in the cafeteria? Like this never happens. So um, he knows when he sees me at school, it's usually meaning I'm going to take him home. So, um, you know, I I let him have his lunch, but he didn't, he wanted to not eat anymore. And then I saw his old bus para from kindergarten and the first grade. And I haven't seen her in so long. So um, I told my son's uh, classroom para to tap the bus para on her hand. I, you know, So she looked up at me. I said hi to her. And she freaked out. Like she hadn't seen me in probably like two years. And she comes around the table and she gives me a big hug saying it was so nice to see me, how I'm doing. And I was letting her know that we moved that same day that, you know, I moved and she wanted to know where I moved to. And then to come to find out, she says she literally lives within walking distance away from me. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, that's nice to know. And um, she mentioned she had a child that lives in the area also. So I was like, oh, okay. That's what's up. So then um, my son didn't want to eat anymore. So then his classroom para walked with us to um, his classroom to get his belongings. I had to go to the office to sign him out. And um, then, you know, got in the cab, went to the new place. So my son is looking at, around in the neighborhood like, where are we? And I'm telling him, look. We're at our new home <laughs> and we go in the building and he's looking around and, you know, he sees my mom. He says hi to my mom. He sees the movers. And then my mom mentions to me that, um, oh, you need to check your thing out. They replaced the mirror and it's a good mirror. And I'm like, what? She said, tell them thank you. I'm like, okay, mom, let me see first. So um, I'm looking around. I go to the bedroom where my vanity and bed was set up and uh yeah the mover who damaged my vanity replaced the mirror that he broke so i was like oh he replaced it on the same day maybe that's why there was a bit of a delay for the movers to arrive at the new place so um i was like all right so then uh once they finished moving everything in the mover who like caused the damage um gave me the breakdown of the charges and I was like holy shit it was over a grand to move all of my stuff from one place to the next and then he was telling me and my mom this is because um over the phone I mentioned I had like maybe less than 20 boxes but furniture wasn't mentioned I'm like what are you talking about the gentleman who I spoke with on the phone at the moving company I told him I had a a queen size bed, I had a twin size bed, I had a sofa, TVs, air conditioners. Of course, I'm gonna have boxes with stuff, but I just gave an estimate. And the same thing with the bags, I gave an estimate. 
And um, I mentioned I had a washing machine, you know, so on and so forth. So it was their fault that they didn't document everything I mentioned. So then it took about a total of six hours for the movers to do the job, you know, from going to the old place to move everything out and load into the truck and then arriving at the new place to load everything out of the truck and into the new place and setting up the furniture that I had. So afterwards, you know, they left. I paid them. I gave them a tip and that was it. So um, my mom was helping me out a bit, you know, to, you know, kind of like set up the layout of the place, you know, organizing boxes to go to specific rooms or move bags a certain area, you know, so that there could be space enough for me and my son to walk around. And um, let me tell you, the day after I made the payment for the new place, um, me and my mom went and cleaned everything. Like we swept, we mopped, we dusted. And then that Friday was the big move. So um, it was crazy. I'm still in shock at how all of this happened. And it's, I guess, in a way, good timing because, as I mentioned on the podcast, and if you follow me on Instagram um, and you see me on live, I've spoken about my preparations for bariatric surgery, which is happening in November, a week before Thanksgiving. So having this move done a month before the surgery is pretty cool, you know what I'm saying? So at least I won't have to have too many worries about, you know, struggling <laughs> with moving, you know, so... um it is what it is, right? So speaking about bariatric surgery, um, it's happening in November. I know the first week of November, I have to attend a class that's about two hours long. And then I have to meet with the anesthesiologist and I think I have to get some more labs done. So um, once all of that is done, I have to meet with my primary care physician the following week and he has to complete a clearance form and fax it over to the surgeon's office so that I could be cleared to have this surgery. I'm a bit nervous and I'm anxious and overall kind of excited about this because, you know, I've said this before, I've been struggling to lose weight for many years, even before I was pregnant. Um, I was diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome when I was 22. And uh, for the past few years, I've been dealing with other medical issues that's been arising and from scoliosis to having heel spurs to chronic body pains and aches like and having to see a rheumatologist and her not knowing exactly what's wrong with me. I mean, she had me go through all these tests last year. I had seen two rheumatologists and the second one I had seen, I've been following up with her like every six to seven months, I would say. So um, I have to see her again in the new year. She's going to test me again and see what's going on with me. Why am I having all these issues with my body? Because there is inflammation within my body, but nobody knows where it's from. She did say that it's not lupus, so I don't have to worry about that. But what else could it be? Could it be rheumatoid arthritis? Like, what is it? You know, what is wrong with me? But um, yeah, so uh, it's very important that you guys, you know, get your annual physical exams. And if you have any other medical issues going on, you follow up with your specialists. I mean, I've been doing this for years. And if you're on medication to treat whatever it is you have, make sure you take it. I know for me, I could be stubborn 
when it comes to taking medications, especially for PCOS, I'm supposed to be taking metformin and I've been slacking on it, but it's just that I hate taking medications because there's always side effects. You see these commercials on TV talking about, oh, if you have these symptoms and you take this medication, these are the side effects, (laughs) you know, diarrhea, constipation, uh, you know, you're at risk for having a heart attack or a seizure. Like you don't even know, you know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm very cautious with what medications I'm prescribed because there are times that I may be feeling sick. I'm having severe body aches. I'll go to my doctor's office. There's a walk-in clinic and I don't even have to make an appointment to see a doctor. I can just go to the walk-in clinic and see anyone on site. And I've had plenty of times doctors prescribing me medications from the walk-in clinic that I've never even heard of. And I'm looking at information on the internet about the medications that they prescribe to me. And I'm like, oh, hell no. Like the first time I saw a pain management specialist, he had prescribed to me some type of opioid-based pain medication. And I'm like, uh, no, (laughs) no, 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 no. Um, on Instagram some time ago, I remember my Instagram pal, Zach Neal, who's an entrepreneur and the creator and co-owner of Beetle House. Um, he had a niece and she passed away from an overdose and it was opioids. And I was like, you see, I never even taken those opioid based medications for pain that was prescribed to me by a pain management specialist because you hear all this crazy shit on the news regarding it and you know it was sad to hear that you know his niece passed away from that but you know there's other people who use it and abuse it and things happen you know i'm saying it's scary i'm a single mom i'm not trying to take an opioid based medication for pain knowing that I'm a single mom living alone with my son. And God forbid if I take it because I'm in excruciating pain, not knowing the side effects of what could happen to me if I do take it. Like what would happen if something did happen to me, God forbid, and my son is here and there's no one around to really help me, you know, or help with my son. It's a scary scenario to even think about. So that's why I always look and do my research on medications that are prescribed to me by doctors, whether it's by my primary care physician or a physician's assistant from the walk-in clinic. You know, make sure you do your research because they might prescribe something to you. You might be having an allergic reaction. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes, you know, things happen, but doctors are, you know, are supposed to be questioning you if you have any allergies. You know what I'm saying? They wouldn't prescribe you something if you're allergic to it. So I always let them know what my allergies are when they ask me but um yeah so uh regarding the metformin i know when i tell doctors or even nurses when they check my vitals they're like you take metformin are you diabetic i'm like no i'm not diabetic i take it for pcos they're like oh it's like some of them are like so clueless like metformin they automatically think diabetes it's like no i'm not diabetic it runs in my family, but no, I was never diagnosed with diabetes. This is why I see my endocrinologist because, you know, having PCOS, um, sometimes women are at risk of getting diabetes. And that's why we have to take metformin for having PCOS because of the insulin resistance. You know what I'm saying? So, um, 
I know my surgery is coming up in a month and I got to get back on track with the metformin and you know, I got to start taking my vitamins, which I have been taking. I got to get, you know, more vitamins to stock up on because I've heard the recovery process after having bariatric surgery is crazy. I mean, some people recover quick, like maybe after a few days, like they have this extreme energy boost. Others, you know, they don't feel the same. They start losing their hair, you know, their appetite changes, you know what I'm saying? Things happen, but it all depends on the person. So not everyone is going to recover the same way. I'm already preparing myself for the process for the surgery. You know, I'm buying the the liquids I need to be drinking, the protein shakes I have to be making to drink um, before surgery and after surgery. I'm going to be on a liquid diet for about three weeks or so. Um, I can't drink anything with caffeine. I think it's 30 days. Um, I can't drink soda. <laughs> bye bye soda. Um, nothing carbonated after the surgery. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be a bit of a challenge. But you know what? I'm doing this surgery for health reasons, like I said before on the podcast. And um, I want to live a long and healthy life, you know? So I'm going to keep seeing my doctors and specialists that I have to follow up with. I'm going to be on track with taking the necessary treatments that I'm supposed to be taking and see what happens, you know? I know the surgery um is risky because it is surgery. I'm going to be under anesthesia and they're going to do the surgery by um making small incisions on my stomach. So um it's not like they're going to really cut me open, you know what I mean? That's I know gross to think about, but that's not how they're going to do it. But uh yeah, so I will keep you all updated regarding the process for this surgery and um I know I haven't really been active on social media so much because I've been dealing with the move, you know, and then being a single mom too, you know, it's not easy. Well, on that note, I'm going to wrap this up. I just wanted to touch base with you on what's been going on with me and I hope you all are well. I miss you guys. You know, you're more than welcome to hit me up on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at Sweet Talk underscore Lisa. That's spelled S-W-E-E-T. T-A-L-K underscore A-L-I-Z-A. Feel free to DM me if you want a shout out. Any questions you want me to answer the podcast, you could DM me them if you want. And um, that's about it. So thanks for tuning in, you all. And until next time.